0: Well, good morning, Taff. What a difference a few months can make. A couple months ago, we were eating out at restaurants, going to Starbucks, shopping at the mall, waiting for the release of the newest movies. We were watching basketball, watching LeBron James, Zion Williamson. We started to think about filling out our March Madness brackets. We were waiting spring training. Schools were open. Bread and eggs and bottled water were everywhere on the shelves a former Zamboni driver, stepped in as an emergency goaltender and became a hockey hero. We're giving our final respects to Kobe Bryant. That was then. This is now. Schools closed. Churches closed. No gatherings of even more more than ten people movie theaters restaurants closed grocery stores look like war zones and empty shelves and crowded aisles social media went with keeping up with the kardashians to keeping up to where you can find toilet paper not to mention the economic freefall if this has produced worry and anxiety in your life you're obviously not alone. The key, though, is what you do with that worry. Starting a two-week series called The F Word. Now, before you start sending emails, the F Word is faith. Let's begin by talking about faith and what a lot of us are experiencing. Worry. There's a lot for us to be Anxious about getting the virus, friends or family getting COVID-19. If you're an owner of a small business, wondering if you're going to make it through this. Just wondering if you'll even have a job at the end of all of this. If you have kids, not only wrestling with what to do with them, but how to homeschool them. Many people are just worried about getting the basic necessities, like food. It's not like there weren't things to worry about before this either. We already had things on our plate before all of this pandemic started. Having issues with our jobs, money, kids, marriage, health, all that before this. So we want to look at what would Jesus say to us about worry? Not just about some of our worries but about all of our worries and even about worrying in general luckily we don't have to guess about this because we actually have his actual words on this it's from the sermon on the mount you may recall last year i did an entire sermon series on sermon on the mount i want to come back to a small portion of it to look again at what jesus says directly about worry. Let me read it to you. I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food or drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food? And your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to Him than they are? Can all of your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all of his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for the wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, He will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts For today, the main thing Jesus has to say about worry, the one big idea is simply this, don't worry. Let me read it to you again. I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Now some of you may be thinking, what do you mean don't worry? You can't help but worry. It's natural to worry. It's it's normal to worry. I mean, look at what's happening in our world. If you're not worried about that, then you're just not being rational. You can't tell us, don't worry. But that's exactly what Jesus says. He says, don't worry. He reminds us that worry is a choice. It's a decision. Decision you make is whether or not you will worry about things. Whether you will hold on to those things, whether you'll cling to them and carry them with you wherever you go. No matter how much you want to leave it behind, our natural instinct is to grab on to them and to carry them with us. But Jesus says, don't. And Then he gives us three specific reasons Why we don't have to. The first reason is, worry accomplishes absolutely nothing. Let me read you verse 27 again. It says, can all your worries add a single moment to your life? answer is obviously no. Jesus is saying, why would you spend time worrying about something when worry achieves nothing? It doesn't change anything. It's absolutely, totally, completely meaningless and unproductive. Worry cures nothing, adds nothing, solves nothing, gains nothing, restores nothing, protects nothing, and heals nothing. Nothing. There's only one thing that worry does. Worry makes things worse. Corey Ten Boom once wrote this. She said, Worry doesn't empty tomorrow of its sorrows. It empties today of its strength. Sure, worrying seems like a small thing, but it exacts a huge emotional toll On each of us, it can cripple our lives. It can take whatever it is that you're worrying about and it amplifies it into something larger than it really is so that it can overwhelm us. But that's not the only thing. There's also a physical toll to to worry. Dr. Charles Mayo of the Mayo Clinic wrote this He said, Worry affects the circulation, the heart, the glands, and the whole nervous system. In ancient Greek, the word worry meant to be pulled apart in an unhealthy way. Our English word for worry actually comes from an old German word which means to strangle, to choke. We let worry choke us out. Jesus says that kind of strangulation is not good. It's not best And that's why God doesn't want you to go through life carrying those things with you that can choke you, that can strangle you. That's not the only reason Jesus gave for not worrying. Let me read another section of that. Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. And if God cares so wonderfully for the wildflowers that are here today, thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? Second reason not to worry is God cares. One central truth to all the Bible, the one key that God is trying to communicate to each and every one of us is you matter to God. What you're going through right now matters to Him. He genuinely, passionately, lovingly cares for you. Whatever you've been worrying about, God already knows about it. Jesus says, look around. Look at all the creation. Everything's cared for. He's not going to abandon you at your time of greatest need. That's why Jesus ties all of this back to faith. When it comes to worry, Jesus says this. Verse 30, he says, why do you have so little faith. Then he adds this, so don't worry about these things, saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. You may believe in God philosophically, intellectually, but giving in to worry shows that you don't live like you believe in God. It's being a functional atheist. It's a slap to God's face. It's like you're telling God, you don't care about me. Which brings up the third reason not to worry. God is trustworthy. He is completely trustworthy. That's how Jesus closed out his teaching on worry. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Several things about that that are worth taking note of. First, we are to seek the kingdom of God above all else. We're to put God first in everything. Put his agenda first. Not our agenda. Put his agenda first. Second, we are to live righteously. It simply means living in a way that tries to please God. In a way that honors God. In a way that reflects God. To actively put God first and following his principles, and living how he wants us to live. Actively trying to do everything that's right. Martin Luther once wrote this, he said, I work as if it all depends on me, and I pray as if it all depends on God. Then, and only then, comes the third thing we will be given everything we need. And let's be honest, if you know that you'll be given everything that you need, what is there to worry about? Nowhere does Jesus say that whatever it is that's been causing you to worry, that he will take that away from you. It's not that he can't. It's not that he won't. It's just not what he's talking about. Do you know what? Faith is. Do you know what real faith is? It's not about trusting God when things are going well, when the bank account's big and works well and you're healthy and you've got everything you need and everything that you want. That's not real faith. Faith is trusting God when things aren't going well, when everything isn't clear, when you don't have all that you need when you're scared, when you're confused, but you trust Him anyway. That's real faith. Instead of worrying, you say to God, God, I'm going to give it all to you. I'm going to trust everything to you because you can handle it. And let's be honest What's the worst thing that can happen to you? not trying to be smart or glib about it. What's the worst thing that can happen? We could get COVID-19 and we could die. But if you're a Christ follower, what's so bad about that? We're all going to die of something someday anyways, but as a Christ follower, when I die, the very next thing I will see is Jesus wrong with that? You may be thinking, well, it's not about me, it's my family that I'm worried about. Let me give you this reminder. Jesus doesn't love your family as much as you do. Not what you thought I was going to say, was it? He loved them more than you do. He will take care of them. So Here's the challenge. The challenge is to have this vertical, eternal perspective that puts worry in its place. It's all throughout the Bible, a reminder of God's care and concern for each of us. In Psalms 55 it says this, Give your worries to the Lord and He will take care of you. First Peter chapter five says this: "Let God have all your worries and cares, for He is always thinking about you and watching everything that concerns you. This isn't about God eliminating everything in your life that can cause worry. No matter what happens in your life, you don't have to worry. Because God is in control. He's the ultimate insurance policy. Insurance policies don't prevent bad things from happening, but it gives you peace of mind to know that you can get through whatever it is that happens. That's God. It means that you can let go of worry. Your entire life has been turned over to God. You're placing your entire trust in Him. So that no matter what happens, you have a radical trust in God. Let me read that last statement from Jesus once again. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And He will give you everything you need. Everything you need. Not everything you want, not everything you desire, not everything that you hope for, but everything you need, He will provide. You won't be protected from every disease, but no matter what you go through, there is no need to worry. We will be given everything That we need. The strength that you need, the survival that you need, the emotional stamina that you need. Yes, we live in worry sometimes, but that's when you need to meet that worry with a deeper and higher truth. You need to take that worry and to turn it over. To God. Whatever it is that you've been worrying about, you don't have to. It doesn't solve anything, it even makes things worse. God cares for you. Don't be a functional atheist. Have faith, have trust. Even in the midst of what you're going through, He'll give you what you need. To get through it. No matter what happens, He will provide. They say it's impossible to pray and to worry at the same time. That's how we're going to end today. We're going to give it all over to God, and we're going to end in prayer. So if you'll pray with me, I'm going to kind of lead you through this prayer. If you'll just pray with me. Just begin by telling God what it is that you're worrying about. Now tell him. Tell him that you know he cares for you. Next, Tell him that you trust him with it, and that you're going to place all of that, all of your worries, into his hands. Now ask him. Ask him to give or give you whatever it is that he knows you need. And finally, because he always keeps his promises, thank him. Thank him that you don't have to worry about it anymore. Jesus, thank you so much. Thank you for giving us the reassurance that we don't have to worry about things that we can turn it over to you, that we can have faith in you, and that as we do that, that those in our community will see us not worrying and will be a pillar of light to them and they'll want to know how it is that we can't worry, how it is that we're not worrying, and we can point them back to you, Jesus. Give us that faith. Give us that strength to turn it all over to you and to have faith to trust you In Jesus name Amen